Fuck, I don't like sobriety. This is gonna get weird. Welcome to another GNA podcast where we, uh, I don't know, what is it? Uh, we drink water, um, we, we talk about stuff, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's it now. We, we drink water now. Oh man, then I was sorely unprepared because I've got like eight lines of coke here. Oh geez, you heard him, the man, the myth, the legend himself, uh, uh, Cecil Xavier, our, our fearless leader. I wouldn't know about that. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling pretty good. And yourself? I, uh, I've got a similar dilemma as Damoc will get into, probably. All right. Yes, yes. And I'd like to touch on before I proceed, you might notice something a little different. You have a Zyber leading the show uh, opening and probably everything else tonight, because Cecil, uh, aren't you hopping out a little later, or...? Uh, no, no, I just have, uh, I have a shit ton of stuff that I'm going to be doing while we're doing the show since I still have to release the existing show. So I want to be kind of multitasking. It's going to be really weird. Okay. So it's going to be supervised. Something Please disregard like random outbursts from <laughs> Cecil this episode. They could be few and far between or very wonderful. All right. Um, Damoc, how are you going, man? We have, we have Damoc. Yep, I'm still here. I'm still alive. Can't complain too much aside from the burping. All right. Vintage, how's it going, man? Pretty good. Made it just I'm in here. time. Yeah. I'm sorry you guys had to restart the show. Yeah, we had a few technical issues anyways. Yeah, we like to name them Co. I, I, yeah, I, I heard about that. <laughs> and speaking of them, how are you doing, Co? You actually didn't hear anything about that. They couldn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm doing great tonight. Very, very valid point. Uh, First off, I'd like to say uh, welcome, gentlemen, to another episode. And let's uh, say uh, Damoc. Damoc, what are you drinking, buddy? Uh, It looks like a Fiji water bottle. It's actually water from the fridge because I drank the Fiji water much, much earlier today. and just keep refilling it. So you're not going with, what is it, Deer Park? No. No, uh, I stopped buying the Deer Park because they stopped going on sale. It used to be like two one liters for ninety nine cents, and now it's one seventy nine for a single one liter. So I'm not doing that. All right, fair enough. Vintage, what are you drinking? Uh, I've got myself an Oakspire Bourbon Barrel Ale from New Belgium. It's part of their special release line with uh, Knob Creek. It's really yummy. Um, it's exactly what you'd expect. It's just it's a typical New Belgian ale. With a really nice warm hit at the end of Knob Creek. Gets you pretty drunk, so I'm happy. Alright. Some of us don't really go for the drunk, go more for the flavor, but eh, each their own. I go for Hell. the drunk. I go this for guy. both. Yeah, this I go guy. for both. <laughs> I don't blame you, Cecil. If you can enjoy it while you get there, that's even better. Exactly. Alright, All right. Co, what are you what are you uh doing with us tonight? 
Nothing. Not even water. <laughs> oh my god, so you're dry. Drier than a Christmas ham. I, I drank it all over this weekend. All right. There was a lot happening over the weekend, so I can understand why. And we'll get into that in a second. Uh, Cecil, how about you, man? Well, dude, I, I went up to go help Shadow Fox move out of his apartment, and while I was there, uh, I went down to, like, there's a farm fresh or something there. I went, and I found the four, a four-pack of the Worldwide Stout that Daymok had brought down, and I, I was like, oh, I gotta get this. So I pull it off the shelf, and behind it are three four-packs of 120-minute IPA, and I'm like, well, I'm yoinking that as well. So like $180 in beer later, I'm walking out of there going, oh, my God, so I've got all this great yummy beer that I've got sitting here and I'm going to start aging and I'm drinking none of it. I'm drinking water. (laughs) All right. Water, water everywhere. And I guess, uh, there's a bit to drink. Yeah. Shit ton Um, to drink. Well, uh, I would like to say I am drinking water, not water. I guess at some point or somewhere in it, there is water. I am drinking that Japanese whiskey with uh, with a with a bit of Coke in it. Um, I, I think it goes really good with the cinnamon Coke that I have in it. So, kudos on that. Well, hold on a second. I forgot to tell you about the attack on this. So the attack is really smooth. It's almost non-existent. It washes over really plainly. Kind of leaves the palate clean, and the finish is almost non-existent. It has almost no aftertaste whatsoever. Well, I would say it has a hydrating finish. Yeah, not even really. This is shitty city water, so it's not even, like, it's probably dehydrating me. So, yeah, all the chemicals, chlorine, all that, fluoride. Um, hey, Zyber, yeah. what's that Japanese whiskey you're drinking? Uh, Otto, Iowa, whatever. I couldn't tell you the pronunciation of the goddamn thing, so I'm not even going to attempt again this show. <laughs> I've so, got uh, I've got Suntory the Toki if you've had it before the one that comes in the the more squareish rounded uh, squared off bottle really yummy a lot of bite though uh yeah I, I've I've been finding that's pretty typical with a lot of uh, Japanese whiskeys though I do find also they are doing a lot of uh, great work on cloning a lot of these uh, higher end. Uh, uh, bourbons that we typically get around, you know, the states from Kentucky. Yeah, I'm excited to see where they go in a few years. That's the biggest booming whiskey market in the world, if I remember correctly. Um, I wouldn't know about that. All I know is it tastes pretty good. So uh, without further ado, let's get into uh, some of what we're playing. And I will start this time with Co. because... Uh, I know what he's been playing, and I have a lot of respect for the man for sticking with it. Oh, well, I've been playing a lot of Hello Kitty Island Adventure, and it is an amazing game. I absolutely love it. I have yes. it on uh, several systems. Did you uh, did you unlock the bracelet with the with the the ear things on it? Yes. Oh man, it's so great. Oh, dude, yeah, um, I love that. But yeah, but seriously, uh, I've been playing a lot of Paladins. <laughs> uh, since I dig this it. Weekend. And uh, it's pretty fun. It's a faster pace, or I guess matches in terms of uh, you know how just how quick the, the matches are finished uh, in comparison right. to uh, Overwatch. Right. Uh, the matches I find are a bit of hit and miss. 
Um, some matches will be like maybe five, ten minutes. Then you have some matches that feel like they won't end. Yeah, there, there have been very few, but even then, the, the long matches don't even really close uh, come close to touching what uh, the length of a, a standard Overwatch match could take. Right. So, so that it? Oh, uh, no, gosh. Uh, uh, let's see. I played Sea of Thieves for the first time over the nice, weekend. Nice, nice. Uh, that, was, that was an interesting experience. We got to sink uh, my first ship. And uh, they didn't have any loot, unfortunately. <laughs> but that was a pretty intense fight. Yeah, they it tried, is. They tried to get away. They couldn't. We wrecked them, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I jumped did. back into Sea of Thieves a couple months ago with the article. And we were cruising around and ran into the Dutchman. And that that was freaking insane. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the Dutchman. I don't think just the two of us could do it. And he was like, screw that, let's do it. We came close, but we still sank. Uh, a lot. <laughs> we came close. They were dipping in the water, and yeah, I jumped aboard. I was taking them out. Then I got shot in the back of the head, and our boat sank. Well, we had a really great experience because it was another sloop, and as it was going along, we actually took out their mast, and as soon as we took out their mast, Co started circling them, and I just pelted them with cannonballs until they sank. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. And then I guess the last game I've been playing a lot, uh, just today actually, was uh, the seventh doll. Not seventh doll, the thirteenth doll. And <laughs> You're I not the only stuck. one that messes it up. <laughs> uh, I say I said the thirteenth doll. I you know I said the seventh doll, the thirteenth ghost, the seventh ghost. I don't remember anymore. But I am stuck already on music puzzles. Oh, nice! Did you get past the basement? Uh, no, I just got into the the house and I'm at the first floor piano room. Dude, I am stuck on the ladder puzzle. Right as Stoff runs into the house, or a uh, oh. uh, not Stoff, but a. Uh, Tad runs into that building, locks uh-huh. the door. Um, yeah, I, I'm stuck right on that puzzle. <laughs> oh, that's the puzzle where you've got the different knights and the swords and the shields, and they move in and out? Nope, uh, no. the blocks. It's a block puzzle. You have to what? move all the blocks out of this uh, little square thing, and I'm playing as a doctor. Oh, the, oh, I'm playing as Tad. Just to clarify, yeah. yeah. Completely different puzzles. What are you playing as, Cal? I'm playing as the Doctor uh, Richardson. <sighs> That's why, I, yeah. So I'm playing as Tad. So I didn't, I didn't see those puzzles. Okay, I'm tracking. All right. I remember I dropped into the extra life stream, Cecil. How did, how was that spider one treating you after a while? So I actually, I figured it out. But with my wife sitting right there, and she was going off, she was going and trying some things. I'm like, well, let me see if she's got this because I was looking at it like. I think I got this. I think I figured it out. But she said, like, "Well, let's go down here." I'm like, "All right, let's try that." You know, she may, you know, she might be right. But as she, as she started going down, I started tracking how it worked, and then as soon as she stepped away, I I, I figured it all out and, and got over there. And I'm like, "Oh, there we go." And then as soon as I did the that puzzle, it dropped me into the basement, and then I was stuck. And I'm like, "Well, so bitch." All right, uh, Co. Uh, any finishers on uh, what you've been playing? No, I could keep going on over this weekend, but uh, I'm not. I think we're going to leave it with that. All right. No problem. No problem. Uh, Cecil, how about you, man? Well, I did the 24-hour Extra Life stream, so I played a ton of games. Everything from Dying Light to to Seven Days to Die to the 13th Doll. 
played a bunch of Jackbox games with Josh of all trades. Big shout out to him for sticking with. He went free. I think he streamed for 30 hours total. So he was uh, he was really rocking the hell out of it. Um, played Paladins. Uh, really, really dug that. Jumped into Sea of Thieves. Really love that game. I'm actually really disappointed because there's a whole there's a whole set of quest lines that we didn't even start, and it was only because we just had such a short time to play. I just figured, all right, let's get out there and let's just go find somebody and sink them. And and I'm glad that we actually were able to go find somebody and sink them. Uh, so that was fun. We played a bunch of Sea of Thieves. I haven't really played much since then, though. I think I played like one or or maybe two matches of Paladins, but I really haven't had a chance to jump into too much more. Uh, I want to jump back into the 13th Doll because the I, I've always loved the 7th Guest, and this is almost, this has such a direct feel of the 7th Guest, both in the bad green screen, the really cringy acting, um, just everything across the board screams the 7th Guest, so like this game, that that thirteenth doll really feels like it came out right after the seventh guest did. Like it just has that feel to it. The puzzles are difficult, but intuitive enough to get past them. So they're just hard enough to have have you try to figure things out, but they're easy enough that you can figure it out. And once you figure it out, then it's oh, just completing the puzzle and, and getting through it. So would you say that like this fits in between the two games or Oh oh easily. I, I would definitely say that this is a direct sequel to the seventh guest. And then jumps right into like eleventh hour kind of thing or well eleventh well, hour happens so much farther in the future. So there was seventh guest that right. happens in like, you know, the forties, fifties era. And then the eleventh hour actually takes place in the nineties. So this one happens literally right after um, the seventh guest. So it's the seventh guest, and then you flash forward a few years because Tad's a bit older. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a really fun game. Um, but, you know, I just I, I play it, and I think to myself as I play it, man, unless you're a fan of the seventh guest, you may not dig this. There may be enough of this to be so cringy that you're like, oh, God, I just I can't play it because – Taking a step back, if you just looked at that game just on its own, if it had no basis, no nothing, no no nothing behind it, you would look at this game and go, "Wow, this is a really cringy game." Like puzzles are fun, the environment's kind of creepy, but God, the full motion video is like it's it's it. I don't want to say badly done because it's actually, you know, it's 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 done exactly as it was done in the seventh guess, which makes it really cool. All right. Uh, Daymok, how about you, man? Uh, let's see. I've played some more Outer Worlds and had a little bit of fun with that. I'm still stuck on a bunch of side quests. and Yeah, it's, it's a fun game, but I just got to get back to the main storyline and finish out the damn thing. And then on the live stream, I jumped on with Cecil and Co. for a bit. We played Seven Days to Die. And then we ended up playing Paladins, and I've never played Paladins before, and I'm still not sure if I know how to play Paladins, because I didn't realize or remember that there are special things that my character can do. I've been running around with just the assault rifle shooting people and having a good time. Alright, uh, now, when you guys played uh, Seven Days to Die, did, didn't you guys drop a skyscraper again and break the game? 
No, not no, we did not drop a skyscraper. We dropped a little tower thing, and that may have been what broke the game, but I don't think so. Now, that tower came down really well, like, like better than I expected. Yeah, I think the, the game breakage kind of happened after Cecil had gotten back uh, when he was starting to have some when he was starting to have some issues with, uh, you know, clicking any menus and then started doing the drops. Yeah, and that's exactly what. Then all of a sudden, none of the zombies were attacking us or hurting us. All right. That sounds like fun. Anything else for you, Daymok? Nope. I mean, that's been my state so far. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Vintage, what about you, man? Well, when I've had time, which I've had a lot of time lately... I've been uh, playing Modern Warfare. Um, I haven't picked up a Call of Duty in probably three or four years. Didn't even get this one at launch. I'm honestly just surprised it plays as well as it does. And I'll continue to play and continue to support it as long as Activision does not do what they've typically done with loot boxes in the past, as I'm sure we all aren't happy with. But yeah, I've been enjoying my time with it. Um, Definitely still some broken things, some bugs to deal with, but... To be fair, what what game in the last four or five years? To be fair, to issues? be fair, <laughs> to be fair. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. It's it's been a good fuck around game for me lately, um, where I don't want to be serious and play Battlefield with some friends. Where obviously 45 plus minute games usually come into play, but it's been a good time killer. Get a couple matches in when I'm bored. All right, sounds good. Anything else? No, not really. Just it's All really right. been that. Well. For myself, uh, I did the 24-hour Extra Life as well. I played the complete 24 hours. I played everything on Switch. That was my goal for Extra Life. Did everything as kid-friendly as possible. And I said to myself, God damn it, I have a Switch. I have plenty of games to cover the whole event. Um, I played some uh, Mario uh, Rabbids Battle Arena. I played uh, uh, Let's Go Pikachu. I played um, uh, Link's Awakening. Um, I played some uh, Breath of Fire. I played some... I played a lot of stuff. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, I played Paladins on the Switch. Uh, with everybody when we, uh, you know, linked up uh, and had a pretty decent team going. Um, we rolled through like champs. And it, I, I see, like, all the communication between all of us that were playing together, except for the one blueberry. Um, we We dominated a lot of the time. Even if we lost, we still dominated because we had communication. We we're doing really well with it. Uh, calling out where you're going, calling out what you're doing. I love that. And that's what makes the game so enjoyable to me when we have a cohesive connection like that. Um, but yeah, extra life. Holy crap. Oh, um, Congratulations, you guys. I was I was falling at the best I could. That's pretty good showing. Um I'm I'm excited to be a part of it next year, assuming I have I'm I don't have anything come up. But no, congratulations, guys! You guys did a phenomenal job. I kept up where I could, and uh, you guys really battled through some of the technical difficulties that the site provided. But uh, good on you guys! I'm happy. Yeah, for absolutely. You. And there are more ways than one that you can contribute. You don't have to participate 
by doing the actual stream. You could help by pushing the the links. Uh, you could uh, retweet, um, promote, anything like that. Even just like pop in for a few minutes to keep us company. Any little bit helps. Uh, Cecil. I just want to point out that around 2 a.m. we were playing golf with friends with Josh and Extra Life actually dropped into our stream just to say hi, see how things are going, and wish us luck. So that was really cool of them. Yeah, absolutely. How drunk were you by that point, Cecil? Because I remember earlier in the day when I, I was hopping in, I remember the you guys talking about how possibly you do golf with friends, but weren't sure how wasted you would be. Uh, I actually, by then, I had I had two beers, really low ABVs. I think one was a five and one was a, a five five or something like that. So I wasn't actually that inebriated at all. I just uh, after my twenty four actually I, after I had completed all twenty four hours. I was still feeling quite surprised. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to end the stream here. I'm just going to have a beer. I'm going to sit down, talk with people, play some games. We played some Jackbox games and stuff. And uh, I think uh, then, then jumped over to golf with friends. And then it was somewhere around 2 a.m. I was finally like, you know, I'm starting to feel a little bit tired. I'm going to go chill out. I went and I sat down on the couch, watched a movie, then passed out for a couple hours, got up, went to breakfast with my parents, did my whole day. So it was a, it was a fun time. It was a... Uh, I'm glad I did the 24 hours again this time around. I was, um, last year, I didn't do the full 24 hours. I did some, but some stuff happened, so I didn't get a chance. I, I actually broke off, took like a two-hour nap, and then jumped back in and finished everything out. So I'm really glad I did the full 24 hours. Next year, though, really need to kick it up. Yeah, last year was interesting, breaking it off in shifts. Um, I myself am glad that I did uh, the full 24 um, I also got a raid from my friend, uh, absolutely Katie. Uh, she brought her entire stream over to help support me, which was awesome. And like that just kicked off, uh, for about God, four or five hours of my stream. I had over 19 people watching and complaining that they couldn't donate. <laughs> <laughs> That was the worst part. Yeah, the DDoSing. I mean, really, I just I just want to shout this out there. Whoever the hell felt that DDoSing a charity site during their major charity event was a really great idea, I, you need to find yourself and just, I don't know, drink Drano or something, do the world a favor type of thing. Or, or maybe maybe come on the podcast. Tell us what your, what your issues really are because... I mean, at this point in time, you just seem like trash, but maybe you had some logical reasons and you could come here and defend yourself and actually give some input. But I mean, really, dude, wh whoever you are, really, dude. Yeah, my sentiments exactly. To DDoS a charity is very uh, scumbaggy, cringe, low life, all those lovely words that are quite negative, but are the picture of you, Mr. DDoS or Miss DDoS. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm actually uh, looking at our, our uh, numbers right now between GNA and Cyber Games, and you guys did really well. Really, really well. A goal of a 1,000, and you did a 580 of it. That's awesome, guys. And that's even with the DDoSing attack. Yeah, that is absolutely awesome. 
Uh, myself, I did 75 of my 250, which is roughly like uh, 30%, which is, I consider pretty awesome. Which is, again, um, still through the DDoSing attack, which is fan friggin tastic. Absolutely. Next year, I will be uh, joining with uh, the GNA crew again. Um, this year, I uh, I wanted to try something a little different, um, just just for personal reasons, and and it was very touching. It, it was a bit emotional for me to see the support that I did get during the event. That was awesome. Um, next year, I'm going to share it with uh, everybody on GNA. Um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, one thing that uh, I got to bring up also is Magic the Gathering did an event. And uh, during the, uh, well, during the 24-hour stream, they killed. They made over $600,000 during their 24-hour uh, extra life stream. That w that's pretty freaking epic. But I, I can't help but to wonder, like, how much of that did they themselves donate? Well, so, I mean, that, and, and not to downplay them or try to upscale us, I mean, that one channel that had going on, they probably had over 100 people working on it, you know, from staging to actual people on and all that fun stuff. I mean, it's awesome that they made that much money, but, you know. Right. But put, comparing comparing anybody else other than like a big name to them is, meh. <laughs> One day, maybe we can get there. One day, right, right. We'll just put Damoc on there the entire time. I just thought it was pretty awesome that like out of the like couple million that was raised this year, like where they stood in it over everybody else, there's a huge gap between first and second place of it, which. Kudos to them. But without further ado, let's uh let's kick into some stuff. And the first thing that I have uh loaded up is did you guys look into the Kataku and other Gizmod uh brands uh being sold to uh Great Hill? I did glance at it. I'm actually not surprised that Kotaku and Gizmodo got uh purchased by someone else at this point. And it's and it was at one. like a significantly lower price too. They're not saying, but they do uh, say that it is at a significantly lower price than what it was bought back in 2016 for 135 million. It's not the first time that they've gotten bought out. All the brands are tied together in a big humble thing. It's like, or sorry, big bundle. Now we say humble bundle all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, they were. They're We've all got big bundle. Trained. Yeah. So they all go together. It's not the first time. I think this is what the second or third time it's been sold. Look, don't uh, crush yeah, my yeah. hopes here. I'm really hoping that Kotaku just goes away. Just just goes away. Well, uh, from the way that I read this article, it seems like that might be a possibility because a lot of stuff that was bought in this pack of, uh, I guess you'd call them IPs, I guess they're getting trimmed yeah we'll have to see um absolutely but uh like the whole ign thing with them uh and uh what is it av club and all that i i i don't know it just i i 
<sighs> I just hope that they they get their fair share of things and disappear, I guess. I mean, I, I don't see the point in IGN or any of that stuff. I mean, everybody's, or, uh, yeah, everybody's, everybody's had their fair share of time. Let someone new come in. Try some fresh blood. I don't want IGN to go away because IGN, I think, holds a controlling stake in Humble Bundle. So we kind of want them to stay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Sorry. <laughs> this is why we do our research, kids. IGN's not going anywhere. Uh, most of those bundled things are not going anywhere. With that, Jalopnik has a pretty good lockdown on the car audience. I mean, if you're looking at it, they're even showing you. All of those websites combined are having a hundred million unique hits daily, or was it weekly? It said on there. That's income from advertisements. None of them are going anywhere. Not anytime soon. Not even with their misrepresentation? Not even with the misrepresentation. Now that they're bought out by another company, they might consolidate a little bit and do it, but they'll just do the rebranding. They're going to throw the sites back out there. Like I said, it's not the first time that they've been bought out. It's happened, and this is the second time it's been bought that I know of, right? Because they were bought as a bundle the first time. For more, then Gawker got sued by Hulk Hogan's what they were showing, and then they got bought again. And supposedly Variety is saying that it's a much lower price, but no one has any actual sales numbers because it was a closed sale. Uh, yeah, we'll see what they do with it, but it's not going anywhere. The sites are staying; they're still generating income. Hundred million unique hits. Yeah, what would you give for a hundred million unique hits? Um, blowjobs, everybody. I mean, I don't need I don't need my testicle. Can I sign up for that blowjob? You generate a hundred million unique hits, and I'm sure Zyra will suck your dick, dude. Yeah, I mean, I just made affiliate. If you're gonna make me into partner with that many hits, dude, it's a done deal. Deal. I mean, even for that, I'll I'll, I'll even for that, I'll I'll sponsor Zyber and I'll uh, I'll pop a finger up your butt while he's blowing you. All right. All right. Well, everybody, I just uh, want to say for my future partnership on uh, Twitch, it's been nice knowing you. I am going to make my own studio and uh, break from the crew. Yep, figure that was coming. Matman 2.0. <laughs> Sorry, not not daily or weekly. It is monthly, but they say <laughs> cumulative the brands hit 100 million unique visitors a month. I had closed the article. I had to reopen it. No, nah, I wouldn't leave you guys. I'd share the wealth. Like I was saying earlier, that's my whole goal. Yeah, one day we'll we'll drag this place kicking and screaming into the future. We'll have actually a website that works. Right? <laughs> and a sustainable income from a podcast. <laughs> I just want the website to work. But uh, Fallout 76, did you guys uh, catch that article that was shared? Oh, yeah. No, no, don't even bother talking about it. Bethesda's dead. They're dead. Don't talk about anything Bethesda Why are they dead? Anymore. Bethesda's they, not dead. They can't do anything without shooting themselves in the foot. They're just a controversy magnet, and they're making themselves that way. Any publicity is good publicity. They can spin it. There's a class war going on in a fucking video game. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. Yeah, I know. That's what's great about it. I mean, look, 76 is an experiment. And, hey, look, I'm going to give them props for trying something. Because, honestly, I didn't think that they could do it. 
And I was right. That's okay. I mean, I only said it from the beginning. This was never Fallout 3. Sorry, Fallout, Fallout 5. They never said this was going to be Fallout 5. And everyone just kind of assumed Fallout 76 is Fallout 5. No one, no one assumed 76 was Fallout yeah, 5. Yeah, I never assumed it. I did. Uh, A lot of people really? did. Yeah, I, when, yep. when they first announced it and they said that it was going that way, I figured Fallout 76 was the equivalent of Fallout 5. And then as it no. started to morph into everything else, I'm like, oh, this is not Fallout 5. This is an experiment. This is, let's see if we can take apart a live hand grenade with tweezers and twine. Oh, yeah. I took it as, uh, like, the Brotherhood of Steel and uh, Tactics. And they they definitely, it is definitely an experiment using the same old stuff in the same bugs and putting in cash shop pay-to-win aspects and monthly subscriptions now. And uh, the list goes on at this point. Where do you think that they decided to use tweezers and twine to pull apart a hand grenade? From my understanding, they're smashing it with a hammer. <laughs> well, you know, that's when the tweezers and twine didn't work. And it just becomes scrap metal, shrapnel, and gunpowder. Like, we all know how this works. <laughs> this is getting bad. It's, what, every month, without fail, there's something bad about Bethesda and mostly Fallout 76. Well, no, it's about Fallout 76. I mean, Bethesda happens to be attached to it. And yes, it's no. bad about Bethesda... But they're really just railing on 76. They're railing on 76, but who's making all the choices? Bethesda's making all the choices. Zenimax? I don't think it's Zenimax. At the end of the day, they've been a pretty low-key publisher, and they kind of... I thought Bethesda's last I checked, just kind of walked all over them and just used them as the publishing platform. No. Never. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's always appeared like from somebody that just, just likes their games, usually. That's why Zenimax just took their IP and ran with it with Elder Scrolls Online. Okay, to be fair, Elder Scrolls Online actually had some... <laughs> to be fair! To be fair! Am I missing some code word where we're all supposed to be drinking, but you bitches have water? Uh, yeah, there is a code word. I'm not going to say it. Mostly because I don't want to force everybody to drink. But oh, yeah, basically, uh, yeah. basic bitches. <laughs> basically, you know, everybody had to drink something every once in a while. But, uh, yeah, I guess somebody doesn't know their letter, Kenny, like they, uh, like they say they do. I would like to put it on the record that I never said I watched the show, just that I was interested in watching it. When you guys drop him from the podcast, drop him from the podcast, drop him from the podcast, get out of here. That's sacrilege, man. That's, 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 that's a lot of sacrilege. Yeah, you gotta support our Canadian brothers and sisters by watching Letter Kenny. I watch Trailer Park Boys, and I can promise you I'll have Leonard Kenny done by next show. I have Hulu. a lot of free time. Hulu. Just jump on Hulu. It's right yeah, there. Yeah, Hulu, man. It's waiting for you. I'm aware. It's in my list. Thank you. It's waiting over the finger. Right. I mean, right after the show, you have to start it, man. Seriously. Screw that. Start uh, it right no, now. Put to. yourself on mute. <laughs> right? Good one. Yeah, I'll just leave you guys halfway through. Cecil, how about you go finish this show, and we'll be all, all fine right. and dandy. So... My takeaway from this is uh, 76 is a thorn in their side. Bethesda is bleeding out and Damoc is really pissed and doesn't really care about it and wants us to move on. So we're going to move on to uh, the well, GeForce RTX. 
hold on, you don't have to move on just because I think that it's fucking trash and Bethesda, to me, as a game developer, is no longer to be trusted across the board. I don't give a shit about the new Elder Scrolls until the actual game is released and I watch gameplay footage. I see it as beating a dead horse. Why beat a dead horse? You're not going to make them drink water. Yeah, but you make it. Oh, I'm money. drinking water. Yeah, but you might get something out of. Oh, beat, not beat off. Okay, I'm with you now. Cecil, right, you were so, with you before yeah. it. <laughs> the RTX 3070, 3080, 3080 Ti. You guys look at that article. Uh, I don't know where that is. It's under the gamer news articles. Yeah, I posted it. I definitely read it. And that's why I'm going to say Damoc uh, lead. Uh, so the rumor is the new cards that are coming out are coming out under the Ampere. How do you say A M P E R E Ampere? You're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the new Ampere cards are going to come out, and because Nvidia is also facing financial struggles against AMD. These cards are not only going to be better than the 2080 series and the 2080 Ti series, they're going to launch at a much cheaper price to do it with. And that isn't just because of the AMD, that also has to do with the die shrink, so it doesn't cost them as much to manufacture the cards. Hold on though, hold on, hold on. Before you continue, that reminds me of something that uh, Cecil was talking about during one of the episodes. Was I drunk? Uh, yes, you were, but still, you're talking about, um, you know, the AMDs forcing the hand of some people to stay competitive. I, I think I did say that. <coughs> Intel. Yeah, Intel's definitely on the list when the CPUs are coming up to it, and now NVIDIA is feeling it. As AMD, regardless of if you like them or you hate them, they are putting pressure on the market right now in the CPU market and the GPU market. Their new ones just launched in Zyber. I think we were talking about it. You got the card and then you returned it for some fucking reason because you said it didn't fit in your case. I couldn't get it in. All the wires in that box is a very tight box and it would not fit in there with all the wires. You buy a new box. Yeah, dear God, a new case, dude. Shit, I'll ship you a fucking case. You could have asked. You cram it in there, man. You push it in. You just you lube it up, you push it in, and you you just you wait for the screaming. Hey, man, nobody ever said too big has <laughs> stopped someone. Yeah, like, goddamn, dude, I would have shipped you a brand new case. I could have, too. Anyways, you returned it, but you got one of the newer AMD cards, and we're looking at it, and you're looking at statistics and what people are buying. People are purchasing graphics cards around the five to $600 mark. The enthusiasts will always pay the more and they'll pay $1,200 for it. But look at the market as far as how many 2080 Ti's are out there. Not a lot. How many 2080's are out there? Again, not a lot. You know, uh, NVIDIA's hottest selling card is the 2060 Super. And that's the one that's directly competing. To be fair. To be fair. But to be fair, to be fair. Yeah. I just feel so dumb tonight. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, looking at it, that's where people are buying the graphics cards. Do I want a 2080 Ti? Yes. Am I going to wait? Because maybe the 3080s are going to come out early next quarter. We'll see because I need a new graphics card if I'm going to play Cyberpunk 2077. So it's whichever one comes out when the game is out at the time. I'm not holding off on the game to wait for a graphics card. But they might be cheaper. 
because that's where the price point is going for consumers and AMD is edging out the market just slightly. It's not like they're dominating and taking over the market, but they're hurting it. Uh, I would disagree based off of uh, NVIDIA's stock prices. They have been climbing steadily ever since the 2080 series uh, for the past year or so. Um, yeah, it's on forecasting though. And isn't that have to do a lot with RTX trying to take off? As more developers are starting to support RTX, that's got to be helping. Well, also, NVIDIA has not been investing in equity. They've been they've been using financing through debt. So while their stock prices have increased, their risk has also increased. That's that bubble's going to pop unless they figure something out quick. I don't know. I, I think they I think they they had a a good run with the pricing for the twenty eighty or the uh, the two thousand series, and. Uh, it, People bought it like hotcakes. Um, can't lie about that. People bought that market up really quick. I mean, keep in mind that the market for 2080s and 2080 Ti's, for the most part, were the ultra prosumers that dominate like the PCMR subreddits and stuff like that. And they're just let me buy the most hardcore thing I can possibly afford. I mean, we were just talking about the average person was all flocking to the 2060 Super. That card was phenomenal in the 2060, even before the Super version released. But the 2080s and the 2080Ti's were being sold out at time of release. I mean, and now that that is a lot of things that you can't just say that they were being sold out at time of release. They were not produced in mass quantity either, and there was a limiting on the memory that they were using. Remember whenever all like solid state hard drives went. And got crazy priced because they were doing the weird shit with silicon. Same thing with RAM, where the same 16 gigs that I got for 100 bucks shot up to over 300 bucks, and I was like, wait a minute, now RAM prices have come back down. Graphics cards have flooded back into the market, and people are still choosing AMD, or when they are choosing Intel, they're going after the 2060, 2060 supers. They never really clamored over the 2080Ti's unless you're an enthusiast. They're $1,300 cards on launch. But uh, isn't the flood like part of the crypto crash also? No, no. The 2080s are not part of the crypto crash. That's a yeah. 1080 Ti. The 10 series, yeah. Yeah, and, and didn't NVIDIA, to kind of offset some of that, they stopped exclusively using Samsung VRAM, and those were that became the sought-after cards because those typically had overclocked more on the memory side of things. I can't remember the other company that, that they sourced from, but... Those were the lesser value cards. Micron, yeah, I found it. It's it, Micron. Yeah, it's Micron. Micron is the majority of providers. Micron uses everything. Even Samsung buys from Micron. It is, this is going to be in the same realm. It, it doesn't take much for both Intel or uh, NVIDIA to quelch AMD's progression. All they have to do is change their prices, and AMD becomes unsustainable uh, by, uh, in, uh, in terms of competition. NVIDIA's performance mm. for their cards, they just drop the prices and they'll they'll dominate AMD's performance. And with the 3000 series or the 30 series, it's going to dominate even more. Oh, they will dominate in the performance of the, the higher-end enthusiast-grade series. But the new, looking at all the specs from it, the cheaper 5700... The RX 5700 was crushing the 2060 uh, Super. 
They were showing 14% at minimum gains across the board from, has a tech, it was from tech radar that I was looking. Uh, there's more sites. I haven't done in depth research about it. But next, who's coming into the market with their brand new graphics card on the consumer grade? Intel. Intel is jumping into the graphics card market and they're going consumer grade. So now you have three manufacturers. How many people are going to choose Intel right off the bat is very dependent on what their scores come out to be. So of course, Nvidia is going to have to lower to match the price because I think Intel is going to try and target AMD's price range. But when you have when, when you have an article where AMD uh, AMD uh, Nvidia is going to drop their prices to match AMD, the fit, the, the 570 it's got nothing on an NVIDIA card once it once that hits. They don't have competition in terms of price per performance once that hits. If they drop it, let's say, uh, I think what the release price is for the 2080, 2080-2080 Ti series was like $1,200, $1,300. They drop that uh, down to like $700, $800 with the original prices, and they'll dominate AMD again. Yeah, but Just the problem, oh, the problem is, that it, is, is that a sustainable business practice, though? They bring it down. AMD right now is sustaining with the prices and the technology that they're releasing. NVIDIA is going to have to drop those prices and push them out. Are they going to be able to maintain that for long enough and keep their business sustainable doing that is the question. I think another big thing to consider here is with NVIDIA actually moving to the 7 nanometer process, the heat output is a lot different. We saw for the first time the majority of a generation actually almost require a triple slot design to dissipate that heat. You know how much probably R&D went into making the 2080, 2080 Ti's, all of those two slot cards and actually still perform at their relative boost clocks when most of the add-in board partners that were using reference boards were opting for three slot coolers. That's got to help a ton. I mean, at the end of the day, that's still just basic material costs, but Keep in mind, this was also the first generation to launch with ray tracing support from any vendor in the market. They have to try and recuperate some of that revenue. It's very similar to why the Galaxy Fold may cost $2,000, because they're trying. Samsung needs to recuperate some of the R&D funding that went into that. Which is why we probably saw the prices for the 20 or the 20 series that we did. You know, we saw higher prices and, and they did get bought out. I don't know the actual prices or the quantity that was sold uh, by comparison to like the 10 series and whatnot. But uh, this could be the shift again back down because they also didn't have competition. Like AMD wasn't competition in the GPU market, which also gave them the ability to rise, raise their prices. Uh and now that there is some sort of competition, oh, we, we can go back down because we got that boost from releasing our 20 series at such a high mark and people kept buying them out. Yeah, but also AMD has got their, their CPU chip line, which NVIDIA doesn't. So AMD is going to have that to be able to keep their prices low. And they're also going to have that to fall back on if NVIDIA starts to get really competitive because then they can actually still sustain that business model for a lot longer than NVIDIA will be able to. So AMD is kind of fighting a two-front war with that. You know, you have NVIDIA on one side with the GPU market and Intel competing now on the CPU market. You're really going to lose the bottom dollar uh, war against both of these companies. Oh, you no? No. Go ahead, Damon. No, not at all, dude. That's why AMD's still been around, what, how many years later? 
They're not going anywhere. They're still making a ton of money doing it. They may not be the absolute top performance. They may not be the elitist enthusiast grade of everything, but they are in the vast majorities of systems. And now, what was the biggest deal that they just cut in recent news? All PlayStation 5s, all new Xboxes, GPU, CPU, or all AMD. And not just that, their latest Ryzen 3rd gen architecture. That's impressive. This, I, Real quick, on the side note of that, it's this is going to be an unbelievable year for PC and console enthusiasts. Like, Not that you could really call any console people enthusiasts, I'm sorry, but you're basically at that point going to end up having... Uh, <laughs> you're basically at that point going to be having a mid to high end gaming system, depending how they tweak those, those uh, chips. It's really you're impressive. Gonna, you're going to have a mid end system, uh, AMD at the price points that those systems are, are being built for. Uh, they typically take a loss. So this, the parts are better. Yes. But, uh, you're not you're not getting PC quality out of a uh, the next generation console. I, I don't I don't see that. Just like I don't see it every single year previously when people say that oh the Xbox One is going to be on on par with the PC and so on and so forth. Well, when you when you say on par or PC level, I mean if you're talking about PC on ultra settings with your draw distance at four miles. Yeah, you're probably not going to see that on a console, but I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty impressed with the amount of power they've been able to squeeze out of these machines. I mean, take a look at a lot of like Naughty Dog's games. Actually, take a look at any really the first you know the first tier partners. Those they've really been able to squeeze an immense amount of of processing out of these little machines, these cheap machines, and make them look and function pretty decent i mean keep in mind at the end of the day like an xbox one x even that's still running is it the jaguar architecture from amd that's now five plus years old when it was originally implemented i mean who here has a five-year-old system that even at low can get above 30 to 40 frames on on a 4k on a 4k game my game system here my uh computress it's more than five years old can it run stuff at 4k at 30 frames yeah there you go well hold on how about at closer to like medium settings as opposed to low that's where the cutoff is because most console games are roughly between medium and high settings compared to pc especially the newer releases well co's got something what do you got co I would like to point out that e- even with the, the the cheap prices that you receive for a console, I'm going to reiterate again: uh, Microsoft and Sony they take a pretty big loss when it comes to those consoles. They are taking a loss in all the hardware that goes into them. What's so, that have to do with performance? Uh, it, it comes down to your the, the oh, how is it going along with that? I don't know. I, I think I saw the train derail, though. I saw the train like going straight through the tunnel, and then all of a sudden it was. No, but I, 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 get, I get what you're saying. You know, I mean, it, really comparing a console to a PC is apples to oranges because they're just they're designed around two different things. I'm impressed with the way PC hardware and the way PC enthusiasts have gone. I'm also impressed with how you can buy some pretty mid tier equipment. 
and still get some pretty impressive stuff out of a PC with some mid-tier equipment. Now, on the same flip side, I, I'm not a hater of either side. I'm not a hater of console or PC. I'm actually really excited about all this crossplay that's happening because it should have been happening years and years and years ago, and that we're finally getting there. It, it actually makes it's a good time to be a gamer because those walls that were always there before are starting to come down. You're starting to get that intermingling of people. Um, um, starting, starting. We're not there yet. Starting. Right. Sony needs to start cooperating like they said they were, uh, what was it, last year at E3. They haven't done, from my knowledge, any of the, oh, yeah, let's uh, do some crossplay. Well, they've got Rocket League. And, um, and Modern Warfare has yeah, it. Modern That's Warfare. been a big one. That one was interesting, too. They've been opening it up. The, yeah. The Modern right. Warfare was very interesting, though, because they did heavy skill-based matchmaking right now, and they're expected to dial it back. And that's mostly just to in, to reduce the gap between a keyboard and mouse and a console player. Because we all know that something has to be done from the beginning, because I can't be sitting here playing above 1080p at 100 frames on keyboard and mouse and expect to to just dominate all day long on a console player. They needed that implementation to balance the playing field. All right. But anywho, as, as, well, as I was saying, I mean, Cole, I can, I can definitely understand what you're saying and see what you're saying. I just, uh, I just, you know, I, I, I think co- comparing the two or trying to, you know, say, well, a console is, is only a, you know, a, a low grade or mid grade PC. I mean, whatever it is, I'm still pretty impressed about the console evolution that's happened all the way across. Now, PC has evolved too, but, you know, I just, I don't think, I don't think there should be any hate towards console or PC in general, just because they've all pushed forward in such a, such a fantastic and massive way. Oh, there's, there's no hate towards it. I just, I just don't see. Wait, how did we go into a direction of console versus PC when it's, hey, the new 3080 and the 3080 Ti are right around the corner, <laughs> and also right around the corner coming up is the Navi 23, which from leaked sources are showing, again, it's quotes quotations here, leaked sources, and what they're saying from a bunch of the, the tech stuff is that they are going to be on par with the 3080 Ti depending on its launch. And that is because they're saying they're crushing the 2080 Ti's right now. And they just found, the biggest leak was they just found Linux drivers for it. Because AMD's leading that direction. But yeah, so two major graphics cards potentially around the corner. Uh, if we go by AMD's roadmap, then we should be seeing it towards the beginning of next year. And the 3080, we could see anywhere from the beginning of next year to the end of next year. Alright, so with that said, uh, in the sense of closing this out, if no one else has anything uh, prevalent to add, um, do you... Vintage, okay. Yeah, I'll have one last point to it. I'm just, I'm extremely fascinated to see how this goes, especially if we have three major names in the computer industry all competing for what's effectively going to be the 200 to $500 game, uh, graphics card price point. Unless... Oh, fuck that. I'm oh. buying whatever the top tier goddamn <laughs> graphics card I is. Agree with I agree I want Cyberpunk 2077. I agree with you, Damon. Right. But what we got to consider here is if those three are competing 
And we got to consider the fact that what it's been the last four years that there's been bumble rumbles and leaks throughout that AMD's next card is going to dethrone NVIDIA. I hope it does because I want competition at that price point. But I think that NVIDIA is not necessarily kowtowing down to AMD on their higher end cards because they already compete at that price point for the most part. I think yeah. it just comes down to the power savings and the efficiency of the chip production for their next model line. Yeah. That's where I'll leave it. All right. So, so to wrap this, uh, this area up, uh, who's gonna like, you know, support the, the new card coming out. And I, I pretty much think, uh, Co's going to, cause I don't think he's happy with, uh, AMD whatsoever. Um, Damox, Cecil? Are you talking about the Intel chip? The Intel one? Uh, the three major cards coming out, like uh, the NVIDIA coming out with their uh, 3080. I know you were talking about how you wanted to build a new rig after you got done with school. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you this much. I am not going to buy anything that Intel produces for a video card. I've used their video cards for too long, and every single time I've ever, 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 ever had to use one of them, I've always just, like, wanted to pull out each one of my nose hairs with pliers and just, like, pierce my nipples with the nose the hairs, APs? not the pliers. Talk about the integrated? Yeah. they don't yeah, actually have a, a yeah. discrete. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm, I'm just picking on that. Yeah. Um, I, I've never had a AMD um, graphics card. I don't plan on having an AMD graphics card. They've never performed to what I want to see in terms of performance. Uh well, wait a minute. You've never had one. How do you know they're not performed? Benchmarking. Lots. Yeah, buddy. When they were crushing NVIDIA in the... what? I mean, this is 10 plus years ago. They were crushing NVIDIA in the graphics card market. Are you talking about like Voodoo? Like how, how old are we talking? Oh, Voodoo's like, in the like, 90s, dude. Yeah, dude. That's, yeah, the Sapphire I mean, cards, pre man. M- Pre-NVIDIA. But the Sapphire line with uh, Radeon was crushing everything. Even when NVIDIA was out, there was the, uh, you could get the 9800. And the only reason to get a 9800 was because it had that Fizz X over the, what was, I don't remember what AMD had at the time. But I had an 850 XT and it was the better graphics card of the two. They were neck and neck for a long time. Neck and neck is not beating them, you know. But like one huge... generation would beat out the other generation, and it would be six months to a year before a new graphics card came out that would beat the other one. So it would go AMD's favor, Nvidia's favor, AMD's favor. It was like when I say neck and neck, not each card was just slightly better. They were significant changes. Yeah, and I'm I'm still holding on to the the idea that AMD may still go into those six year lulls. I think that, that they're pushing out all that they have now, but I'm wondering how long they can hold this up because they're fighting against both both juggernauts. They're fighting against Intel on the CPU side and soon on the GPU side, and they're fighting against NVIDIA on the on the GPU side. Yeah, but AMD split into multiple divisions, man. You can't look at it as AMD as a whole is fighting a war on two fronts because they're not. They're in the CPU market, their Ryzen chips, as far as the Epic ones go and servers, are hot shit. Same thing with Intel Xenon processors, but it all depends on where you're going with it. They're still making a shit ton of money. They're not going anywhere, at least on the CPU side. As far as GPU side, 
Yeah, they've had some really crappy launches over the last several years now and have not been competing with NVIDIA. And yet, here they are, chugging along, making graphics cards, and selling them. Oh, yeah. No no, no doubt. I'm not saying that they're going to go anywhere. I just don't see the uh, the longevity of their low price points. I mean, if you look at the price points now, the best sub $200 card is going to be an 8 gig RX 570 right now. And then sub $500, you have trading blows between the 5700 XT and the 2060 Super. You go sub 700, that's a free market effectively for NVIDIA, NVIDIA, and up. Anything, if you're looking around 700 or higher, there's no competition there yet. But the fact that it's tra- that the that AMD effectively has the low end and trades blows almost identically, it just comes down to price point a lot of the time in the mid-range... They've they've got a great game plan on the GPU market, and if they have something to counter NVIDIA's top end in the next couple of years, that's that changes everything. But why would they need to? Comp- why why would why would AMD jump into that high end when they don't need to? They've got a, so AMD has got a diverse portfolio to maintain that company for years to come. So why the hell? Why would they even bother? I think it just comes down to being able to say they can. I mean, a big thing I saw I was looking at the other day is even just like it's a it comes down to appearance. Uh, if you look back at the last 20 years, I think it's what 10, 12 years of packs roughly, east west doesn't matter. Intel had booths up until like I think 2006, 2007ish. AMD has never not had a booth there. And a lot of people see that as they just stuck to the consumer. They stuck to what they know. But Intel's just been releasing high-end CPUs. Is that a bad thing? It's not. I would I would agree with you. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. But Intel has, it has now trying to save face. They've started showing up at gaming conventions again to promote their CPUs and stuff like that. And I'm sure they'll do the same thing when their GPUs come out. But AMD is always kind of been viewed as like the computer company of the people so to speak i mean you go back even to the like athlon two days that was the cpu to buy it didn't matter who you were until intel started coming out i think it was the the q6 was it q6800 or something like i can't remember but that's been their bread and butter has always been their bang for buck and i really just think it's a show of face kind of thing just to say, hey, NVIDIA, we can compete. Not necessarily that they're going to outsell NVIDIA by any stretch because there's a lot of brand loyalty on the high end already, but it's just to say and show they can. Yeah, I, I, I don't see, see, that's the thing is I don't, looking at how AMD has performed in the past, I don't see them really trying for that high end market stuff. I mean, that it, it's, you know, it's it's the bird in the hand versus two in the or versus two in the bush. You know, they've already got products that are selling. They've already got products that people recognize and are are backing. It, the, the the amount of reward for getting that, and that falls back right onto what Co was saying, is that Nvidia could just drop their prices and just effectively push AMD out. And if they tried to get into that high end market, that's exactly what would happen because AMD would have to put in a lot of research and a lot of development to get into that high end market and really breach that market. Why, again, why, why would you bother? But it doesn't look like they're, they're going to try to be going to that market. It looks like NVIDIA is bringing that market back down to those levels. 
if that's happening, you have a huge issue on AMD's side, depending on the prices of the three hundred uh, of the thirty series. But that, but that's also saying that Nvidia can sustain that. That's the thing. If if I Nvidia mean, just, if Nvidia can sustain, yeah, if Nvidia can sustain that, then they will be able to push AMD out, and AMD will then again be pretty much to the low end stuff and just hold on to that. But if they can't, if if they try and AMD just says, well, you know what, we've got our server class chips that are, are sustaining us, we've got our our consumer grade chips that are sustaining us, we can take a little bit of a red on the on the GPUs right now just to maintain them and just to keep hurting. Because eventually what's going to happen is, I mean, NVIDIA has been putting them at that price point for a reason. Now, even if those costs come down, they were still at that price point for a reason. And, I, and you can't tell me that the market inflated them that far. There's no possible way. I mean, there's manufacturing costs that had to go into that that made them cost that much. So those costs are still going to be there. This is going to get messy, man, real quick. Because everybody's got a finger up. Like, hold on a second. I got to chime in here on this. But uh, the inflation that you were talking about, the cards launched at $1,200 to $1,300. They sell for $1,200 to $1,300. The massive inflation that brought them there and particularly why NVIDIA has launched these new cards at that price point was because they watched the the crisis with the the 1080 ti's Mm -hmm. and a 600 dollar 1080 ti on launch went up to 1200 dollars and they were selling like hotcakes and for whatever reason people are fucking stupid and we kept buying the 2080 ti's at 12 and 1300 dollars but it's not very sustainable but if you take a look at the new technology that they came out with, because they made so much money off of that, the new technology that they came out with, they they blew ray tracing right out there. And that costs yeah. money to get that technology in those cards. And if you take a look at the R&D that they pushed into it, they put a lot of money into that. So as I, you know, as I said, I can, I can see that the market with that whole RAM thing inflating it a little bit, but there's reasons. There's cost reasons why those markets, why those cards went up there. Kyle? Uh, I'm gonna end it with that uh, because mine mine will continue the the, the debate. So I'm gonna end uh, my segment. <laughs> All right, no problem. All right, vintage. Well, I just want to point out, like, even though I know I overspent when I got my 1080 Ti at the height of the mining craze, I still only spent like 715 bucks on it. And if the 3080 Ti can be anywhere near that, that's not bad at all. Especially given like what Cecil was just saying, the amount of money Nvidia probably made selling twelve and thirteen hundred dollar graphics cards to premiere their RTX lineup is just—it's impressive beyond, honestly, beyond what a lot of people expected. And I think it was probably a good marketing move not to have a ton of them available because it just—it raised demand for them even more. People couldn't even find the damn cards for a while. And considering what we're seeing on these, some of this info on the 3080s, on the 3000 series from uh, NVIDIA, it's what, I, I think I was reading the other day, double ray tracing performance. They're saying in some cases up to 80% improvement on rasterization. Like, those are, I mean, it'll come down to obviously how it performs. But, I mean, if you just cl- compare that to what they claimed in the past, like, they only claimed a 10 to 15% improvement like they would on a typical card iteration when it came to rasterization performance. And if you're going to tell me then there's going to be 
more almost an 80% jump even from Nvidia's numbers going from 2000 series to 3000 series that's something to be to think about especially if they're going to be bringing the price down cuz even if a 3080 Ti launches at $1000 or even 800 if we're or 900 if we're lucky that is so much closer to the inflated 1080 Ti prices and people still bought the shit out of that all right, uh, this this just sounds like a revolving beating a dead horse right now. It, it it kind of is, and there's no way that those cards are coming out at that, and none of that ray tracing shit makes a difference anymore. Everybody has it. Intel showed that they can do it with a generic integrated graphics card. They can do ray tracing. AMD is showing it that they can do ray tracing. Ray tracing is, yes, it looks fantastic in some games, but now everybody has the technology. NVIDIA may have been the front runner in developing it, but they lost that edge. They're going to have to pull another rabbit out of a hat if they're going to keep a bleeding edge to bring their next generation of cards to the $1,300 price point. I think they're going to go down because they no longer have a bleeding edge over anyone right now, and they're going to drop down to the $800 price range, and that's going to compete with NVIDIA or AMD directly because AMD is trying to launch a higher price point card because they want to show that they can be top tier performance to make sure that when Intel comes in, and don't think that Intel, I, I know everybody hates it because integrated graphics, but don't think that Intel is going to come into the game as a weak player. They're absolutely not. They're going to do research and development for the last, what, 10 plus years they were talking about doing this. And they're going to come in as a strong player. Everybody's going to want a top tier thing. And if they can bring all the prices into the 800 market, it's going to be a nasty battle. And it's only, 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 only wonderful for us. And I'm so fucking excited because it's right around the time. Yeah, really great for us. So it doesn't matter what the fuck they do. I have no stock in any of those companies. It's going to be amazing. And I'm going to get a great graphics card that's going to play Cyberpunk 2077 All so right, smoothly. Somebody's got a boner going. Just about but, uh, it. But yeah, I mean, competition is good as long as it stays uh, healthy and doesn't get too dirty. But uh, we're going to jump over to questions. And the only question I have for you is, hey, Cecil, where can I find you? I actually haven't been talking whatsoever. I just wanted to see you guys all point at your ears like I, like I, like you were going deaf. <laughs> you can find me at Cecil versus Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier, where else? Ustream, Mixer, Twitch, um, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, a whole bunch of places, uh, Facebook, um, every every friggin' uh, my brain just melted. Every Discord you can think of. Uh, if I'm not there, let me know. I'll go there. Uh, Damoc, how about you, man? I pretty much exclusively troll the GNA Discord, and then if you idiots ever do live streaming again, I like to troll that as well. All right, sounds good to me. Uh, Co, you can find me on the GNA Podcast Discord. All right, uh, Vintage. I mean, if you must, sometimes I lurk the lounge. Other times, I kind of just jerk it in private. But it's up to you if you see that last part. All right, uh, we will wipe that. Um. You can find me uh, palling around on the GNA Discord, uh, Facebook, Twitter, as well as occasionally uh, our cast um, or our uh, our many other things. But also the Zyber Games Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, Mixer. And with that said, um, yeah, uh, 
great show, guys. And uh, we hope you, uh, you folks out there listening enjoyed the show. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, uh, let us know. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Podcast Attic, uh, Stitcher, My Player FM, Spreaker, My My Tuner, uh, Your Listen, Spotify, as well as most recently, I believe it's iHeartRadio. Um, iHeartRadio, yep. Yep. Uh, let's see if we're not somewhere uh, that you listen and you heard this on a friend's, uh, you know, playing, let us know. We'll uh, try getting ourselves there. Um, let's see. What else do I have to talk about? Uh, uh, you can follow us on Twitter or Facebook uh, by searching at GNA Podcast. You can also join us on Discord. Uh, see that pinned tweet on, uh, on either, either page. Um, we do... A game show night every first Saturday. You just missed it. We incorporated it into our uh, our extra life this uh, this time around, which was awesome. Gave away uh, a couple codes for uh, what was it a uh, thirteenth doll and uh, a bunch of other stuff. It was a lot of fun. We gave away a ton of codes. Yes, this Saturday. If you're hearing it now, you just missed it. We will be doing our horror movie night, which will be Pumpkinhead and Child's Play. Every Wednesday night, if uh, Blue Blue shows up, which he has been, and if he can get, also if he gets his audio to work, yeah. Also, if he gets his audio work, every once in a while he'll mess with us and say, "Hey, I'm not going to show up," and actually shows up. We love the guy; he keeps our blood pumping. But yeah, you can find him every Wednesday casting anime night. Our uh, anime at this point is something I cannot pronounce because it's Japanese. <laughs> but yeah uh, I, I haven't been able to check in on it so I wouldn't be able to tell you if it was good or not um, but yeah every first Saturday game show night second Saturday horror movie night every Wednesday anime night be sure to check it out um, let's see we do it on uh, what is it Mixer for the game show night you are correct yeah so if you want to join us for that it's uh it's on Mixer. Uh we have partnered with Humble Bundle. Hey uh Co, tell us about Humble Bundle. Ah, just wing it, man. Yeah, wing it, brother. Oh boy. So Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service that you can uh purchase various video games and you get to choose where you want the money to go. If you want to choose to go to the charity, to the developer, to GNA, to to you. It's your choice. <clears throat> I choked. <laughs> well, all you have to do is uh, put that question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of the link and hit enter. It'll reload the page and it said it'll have a banner that says, uh, you know, partner of GNA uh, podcast. And then you scroll down, collect your uh, select your bundle, put that uh, slider. All the way to zero for us. We do not want your money. We do not want it whatsoever. If we do get it, it's just going to go to game show night. We want you to give it to charity, developer, maybe throw a few bones at uh, Humble. 
for uh, being our lovely partner and not saying, hey, 101 was weird, dude. We can't have that. Oh, man, 101 was so weird. Uh, yeah. So if you want to help us out, again, that's uh, question mark, partner equals GNA podcast at the end of the humble link. And you'll be helping us out and uh, help validate our uh, our partnership and donate to charity and get some cool games. Let's see here. This month we have zero dollars and zero cents because, well, it is only the 5th of November. So it's a new month. Everything reset. So uh, we're going to we're going to try hard this month and see what we can do. Do you like anime? Guess what? We already talked about that part. Um <laughs> It's tougher than it looks, no. isn't it? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Go uh, Zyber. So so blue, you're not alone. Uh the anime is uh I Yorki Anahi. See, like I said, I can't speak Japanese, so I'm sorry. Uh but yeah, that's the anime. Um also like you to check out our uh good friend on Twitch, uh Josh uh trades. Right? Josh Trades? Josh of all trades at www.twitch.tv forward slash Josh underscore trades. And also, I would like to do a shout out to uh, Absolutely Katie on uh, Twitch. Go ahead and check her out as well. And we might possibly get her on the show sometime soon. So try out for that episode. Um, Yeah, check them out. We'd also like to thank uh, Morgan BS Photography for doing our logo and other artwork that he's uh, helped us out with. Go check him out at morganbs.com or how about you can, uh, you know, send us some love on how much you uh, like our logo in an email at Podcast at one, and we'll relate it to him and maybe, maybe he'll give you a love letter and, uh, Get some eight millimeter film uh, stashed up in his house. Shadow, we miss you. I will burn the house down. I will seriously burn the house to the ground. <laughs> It'll be no, glorious, just no like the ending of Inglorious Bastards. Or, or just you know, be standard or basic on giving us some questions, comments, death threats. Uh, if you send de- uh, dick pics, just hashtag Dama. We'll make sure he gets them. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. So, yeah, either way. Um, last but not least, check out our website at... www.holyshitdudecyberpunk2077 collector's edition is back out for store sale right now. It's still $249.99, and uh, I'm buying it as soon as that little button says pre-order now. If you fuckers steal my one pre-order that is left so I can get a collector's edition, I will find you, and I will hurt you. Dot com or gnapodcast.com, but don't steal my fucking pre-order. I want a collector's edition. Oh, man, you already got that, though. Oh, man, I just ordered ordered it dude got the regular one and i i greatly appreciate it but i want that collector's edition this game i don't care if it's absolute shit dude then i'm literally gonna poop on a plate and eat it in front of you guys because i'm so hyped for it (laughs) all right on that note you all have a good night and uh thanks for stopping by and joining me on my uh my uh rough rough hosting don't worry. That's Zyber. all good, man. You did good. Yeah, you did great. Yeah, man. we wouldn't do much better. I did terrible. Have a good night, guys. Gentlemen, have a great night. Good night. Have a good night. Good night, everybody.